welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> um, I don't know if I should mention it now or when we get to it, but uh, Phoebe in this episode reminded me of you when Phoebe does her like serious oh, voice when she answers the phone. Yes. That's was, very funny. I was like, oh, that's like Natalie's. Uh... It didn't occur to me, but yes. Um, how are you? Um, I'm good. You know, today is the spookiest day of all days that we're recording. Yeah, we're recording on Halloween. Spooky. I hope this episode isn't haunted. (laughs) It was scary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's some scary shit in this episode. Uh, In both of these episodes, mostly about, like, uh, entitled man children. Yes. (laughs) Yes. uh, Scary. Uh, I missed out on a chance. Maybe next year I'll be an entitled man child for Halloween. Well, you are every day of your life. Excuse me? How are you doing? How dare you? Oh. Uh, I'm I'm great. Uh, We just watched two episodes uh, of TV shows that we like, so I'm in a good mood. I will say um, I'm not on my uh, top performance today. It's, I'm not going to say like a full on hangover, but yeah, we went to, uh, we went a little hard last night or at we least went to it like an outdoor. I feel like I still, we're still, even though everyone's like vaccinated, vaccinated and, yeah. and, and, and boosted. boosted at this yeah. point, like I still feel like I want to say like an outdoor, like small gathering, like for Halloween, uh, which it was, yeah. but I still feel like self-conscious, but yeah, we went, uh, out, last night to a friend's backyard and uh yeah, yeah you had some wine i had, some, you had wine, some more wine so yeah i'm not um on peak performance i'm doing great i've uh i feel like i'm out of step with the rest of the country in that i drink less now than i did before the pandemic i think statistics show that people that americans start would drink more, more yes during the pandemic i drink less i still think Yes. I still drink more than most people I know, but I think that's yes. partially a product of living in Los Angeles, which is not a big drinking town. <laughs> right. Um, uh, I think I drink a normal amount for a Midwesterner, more than most of my friends here in Los Angeles, but definitely less than I did before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I think also I definitely don't drink as much as I used to. Obviously, like in my 20s, I drink much more, but I think also because I don't drink very often when I do it like really really hits me yeah yeah um yeah like even if we like go wine tasting like after like one or two I'm kind of like yeah. done yeah one or two tasting yeah, yeah not spots. like two little tasters oh yeah. no no yeah but after a couple of, of, of stops yeah you uh you do tend to but we do know. like the drink. <laughs> what, is that from something? Uh, yeah, I like it. I liked it, whatever it was. Well, let's jump in and talk about Seasons 1, Episodes 22 of Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Uh, season 1, Episode um, 22 of Friends is called the one with the ick factor. And Season 1, Episode 22 of How I Met Your Mother is called Come On. And uh, by the way, we still don't know what we're doing next week. We haven't decided... Um, what like how we're gonna what show we're gonna watch because we're gonna uh, we're gonna watch friends obviously there's yeah. still two more in this season yeah uh but we're done with the how many other season we're not gonna pick how many how many other up again until we get to season two so right. we, ha- we have to decide what we're gonna do to fill a little extra time uh for fun next week so still uh yeah let us know in the comments or on twitter or email us at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com yeah i mean the default will be 
watching Mystery Diners. But I feel like That's what I do. the listeners want to, you know, watch along, it's kind of harder to, it's on Discovery Plus, which I think most people don't have. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people have Discovery Plus because there's a lot of 90 Day Fiance people out there. <laughs> I feel like... If you're a listener and you watch 90 Day Fiance, get at me. Because I feel like there are people... I find that there are 90 Day Fiance fans in, like, every walk of life. Yes. Like, it comes up on, like, a hockey podcast that I listen yeah. to. There's, like, yeah. one of the hosts and his wife are, like, obsessed with it. It just, like, pops up here and there everywhere. It's, yeah, it's reality TV at its finest. <laughs> sure, yeah. It goes, like, uh, 90 Day Fiance, then, like, The Amazing Race. <laughs> is that is it a two? Yeah, Project Runway, Project Runway Top, Top Chef. Chef. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a competition, or it is, is it? The Emmys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's jump into season one, episode twenty-two of Friends, which again is called the one with the ick factor. We get a Central Park opening. Central Park opening. Uh, and we get the kind of uh, weird <laughs> runner like C plot essentially of the episode. Um, which is that Rachel keeps having sex dreams about her male friends um, and then telling them. Yeah. Um, so she like um, fesses up that she had a sex dream about Chandler. I think she probably, she told Monica and, and Rachel then, and yeah. they were like egging her on. Yeah. To, like, uh, so Monica and Phoebe is what yeah. I to say. And they were egging her on to tell everyone, which like, I don't know. Um, you probably keep that to yourself in a situation like that. Yes. Um, but then also, if you're Chandler, you could also have a ton more chill about it than Chandler does. Oh, yeah. And of course he wouldn't. Like, it w- he wouldn't be Chandler if he didn't make a big thing of it. But, the, the, yeah, but the, the real thing here is uh, I wrote in my notes, oh, good, Jealous Ross. <laughs> yeah. Like, from the beginning of the episode, I was like, oh, this one's going to get on my nerves because Ross is, like, jealous that yeah. Rachel is having sex dreams about Chandler and and then Joey will come up uh, later as yeah, well. Yeah, and he gets mad at Chandler as if, you know, and it's like a joke like you you're mad at like a subconscious, you know, dream. Yeah, he has a he's like it's like it only happened once. It didn't mean anything. Yeah. I was really drunk and also it was in another person's subconscious. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, uh, the, that is you're, that, that, you're so good at like relaying quotes cuz to me I never remember quotes. I have to write it down. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um um, but that so that was an instance of Chandler actually having some chill about it. But as it goes, the episode goes on. Like I did like the joke of him like getting on the table. Yeah, like, her in her dream it was on the table at Central Park. Yeah, and so he like seductively like reclined <laughs> on the table. That was funny. Yeah, uh, I kind of hello Rachel. That. Yeah, um, and then other stuff that comes up. There's the, the, this. Um, like I said, that's sort of the C plot. We also get the A and B plots of this episode introduced in this, this, the same, uh, in the opening essentially where, uh, Ross is a beeper because, uh, his ex-wife, whose name is either Susan or Carol. I always forget which one is the ex-wife. Carol's the wife. Okay. Susan is the, is Gretchen uh, partner. Breaking yes. Bad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Carol is going to be going into labor anytime. So the, yep. she's going to beep him. And then also we find out that, Monica is dating someone, uh, as well, as far as we know, four years younger than right, she is. Right. Um, which I mean, I think 22 and 26 is not that big of a deal. I also agree, but I also think like there is something to be said for like being a college grad 
and then starting to date someone who's still in college that seems it does seem weird to me it's like yes the the age isn't that different but But like it's a stage of life yeah yeah different stage of life greg's leaving uh (laughs) all right yeah (laughs) i wonder what he's gonna come back with wait let's make a guess oh you okay if he comes back during the podcast i say it's halloween so he's gonna do something fun like a pizza um a pizza like Ooh. jack-o'-lantern pizza so papa john's papa john's, papa john's has yes. that yes yes okay so we're guessing that our neighbor who likes chain fast food which again i do too um listeners write in with your guess <laughs> as to what neighbor greg <laughs> yeah, is I mean, having if, for if dinner it happens yeah. on the podcast yeah. we'll 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 mention it um so uh yeah um She's dating a young person named Ethan, and also Phoebe's looking for work, um, and ends up taking a temp job being Chandler's secretary. Secretary, I guess. Yeah, um, but that's what they called it. That's what they call it. Yeah, yes. I feel like now we say like administrative, administrative assistant. assistant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, so the, yeah, so uh, that those are kind of the uh, ABC. So there's like four plots really in this episode. Um, Wait, what's the? F- Oh, okay. There's the sex dreams, there's the beeper, there's young Ethan, and there's Phoebe working for Chandler. So this is like right. an all-hands-on-deck right. uh, episode here. Yeah. Um, although I guess Joey doesn't really have that much to do in this episode. Um, but, uh, yeah. so yeah, um, then we get Phoebe answering. Because <laughs> uh, Chandler says, like, I don't know if this job is for you. It requires you to be normal for long stretches of time. Which I thought was, like... Very mean. I feel like it was said in like respect. I don't know. I, I, I felt like Phoebe took it. Chandler's her friend. She I think. wasn't offended, but I, I thought it was like mean spirited. That requires for you to be normal for any point of the day. Like it was just kind of, I thought it was kind of cruel. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could definitely see that. And I definitely saw Chandler's behavior towards Joey as cruel last week here. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was more like we're friends and we know what we're, you know, we know how we behave. I thought it was like a, in, I don't know, but just say like being normal, like he could have said like, you got to tone down the quirk or like something like a little bit kinder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could he have been any less cruel? We also find out you're probably going to, or, getting to it about um all of chandler's uh co-workers hating him because yeah, well, he's the boss he, he's their manager now he answers yeah. to them yeah we will get uh to that i want to talk about um a scene i really liked uh monica's been dating ethan for a while he's she's having him over for dinner uh i mean she's making dinner for him this isn't a hannibal lecter type situation um she's having him over for dinner uh and uh she's planning on i guess Going all the way, Sexing doing the deed, up. yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, rounding home plate with him for the first time, making whoopee, making whoopee, yeah. <laughs> and Rachel, uh, Rachel, you know, sniffs her out, sniffs out her plans, and and uh, and my, I thought it was very funny that Monica says, "What." you don't plan these things. Like that's funny coming from Monica because she absolutely plans right. everything, right? Um, and Rachel says, like, did you shave your legs? And she's right, like, yeah. Yes, and yeah. that's, like, the indicator. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Ross is getting a bunch of um, 
beeps pages, mm-hmm. I guess, for a, a male prostitute, I guess. Like That's a sex a, line or yeah, maybe like a. Yeah, because uh, his number is 55 Jimbo, mm-hmm. which is like, I feel like, do TV shows still do the 555 numbers? Um, because now like everyone, everyone knows that TV shows and movies do that because right. it's fake. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if, if they still do that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Cause a J is five. Yeah. So that, that oh, you be, already, I'm saying re- you already realized 19, that. Yeah. This is 1995. I'm saying yeah. in 2021, cause I feel like it was only a couple of years after this, or maybe about the same time news radio like had a joke about it where like there was a field trip to the station and Jimmy was like hitting on the, the teacher, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the episode, uh, he's like, uh, Dave's like, how'd it go? He's like, she gave me your number. It's five, five, five. Oh, that's one of those fake TV numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I feel like ever since that episode of news radio, I'm like, can shows still get away with it? Yeah. Maybe like, they don't. Uh, anyway, so it's 55 Jimbo, but I guess there's a lot of people, I guess there's some sort of male sex worker, uh, named Andre. Yeah. Whose number is 55 Jumbo. Yes. Because he's well hung is what I'm guessing is the joke. That's the joke there. I, that's the joke there. There's a lot but of then, penis jokes on this show. Last Ross, week there was the small penis joke. Well, the, well, the, I mean, he did have like a small penis joke about himself. He's like oh, judging the by, be, yeah, the clients would be disappointed judging by yeah. the number. So like well, he's making a joke about his small penis. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, Let's let's get into the scene where Monica is, you know, finally putting the moves on, trying to seduce young Ethan. I like calling him young Ethan because that's what they call that's him. That's what they in the, call him. Yeah. In the episode, uh, and yeah, it's a good scene and everything. I could not take my eyes off of their wine. Oh, like how it was going to spill? For okay, yes. First off, ridiculous wine glasses, like yeah. ridiculously like ornamental, like ornate wine glasses, and heavy pours. Yeah, heavy, exactly, yeah, yeah, very full. Um, it's like me last night at this Halloween party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it also had that thing that I associate with, like, boxed wine or cheap wine where there's, like, it's not rosé or anything, but it looks like there's a little bit of bubbles at the top. Like, I feel like when you and I pour, like, a, a glass of good wine, it's flat because wine is flat unless it's yeah. champagne or rosé or something like that yeah but there's like bubbles at the top which i, I it's the thing that i associate with cheap wine and mm. it was like i wonder what kind of wine no props to the props and i wonder well i wonder maybe young ethan given what we find out about him maybe he secured <laughs> he got the wine out of like his mom's fridge or something yeah <laughs> um anyway I, but i wrote uh yeah but then it's like they're like making out she's like hugging him while holding this yeah um and I wrote in my notes, careful that full glass of slightly bubbly wine, Monica. Because <laughs> she's like about to spill it down his back. I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't clock the bubbles, but. Um, no. But yeah, so he, he uh, reveals that he's a virgin. Now at this point, what, what, we, what I skipped over is that he's 22. Um, or I guess he's a college senior. I guess they don't actually say his age. They say he's mm-hmm. a college senior. Mm-hmm. Monica is the one who told him she was 22. Which is yeah. not true because yeah. she's 26. Yeah. Um, and I, obviously the episode's about to get a whole lot creepier, but I got a little bit creeped out at the idea of like taking someone's virginity while I mean, having been dishonest. Yes. Like that, yeah. that um, I know generally in 
generally men are the aggressors in 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 most sexual harassment situations mm-hmm. but this felt like monica you're in, you're the older person you're in the position of power yeah. this it didn't it's, seem okay at all and it's about to get a lot less okay yes um which yeah is the reveal that he's he's a senior he's a senior right in high school he's yeah. 17 which which is like nearly criminal uh yeah which i looked like I looked up the actor to see how he's the actor's like 24. He looks very old. Like yeah, he, he has like, like thinning hair and like, j- like he looks like he's 30. Uh, yeah. He looks like, he looks like a high school senior on a TV show, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, like never have I ever, um, well, <laughs> okay. Our dog's being distracting again. Uh, all right. I, mean, I already mentioned that they have um, the the bros have no chill about the sex dream uh, thing. Um, Monica is very distracted about the fact that she slept with a child. Um, um, so did you, but I don't. You normally call out the like fake brand names. Mm-hmm. Did you see the tea she was Lippin Lippin tea instead of Lipton? It was. Oh, I see. I thought because they. I, I thought it was like Lyot or something. They like oh, I thought they turned was... the P into an O, so it was L I O T. Oh, I just maybe I didn't look, but I read it as Lippin. Lippin. Okay, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, it was definitely like clearly Lippin original, um, or whatever. But I mean, we can go into my uh, props to the pop department. Did you notice in this episode that everyone was reading, and there were several. Oh. Everyone was reading. I thought it was a joke because even in Central Perk, so it started off with the friend group. They're all reading magazines and some of the magazines were very funny. Like when you can see the title, there was one called Dazzle. (laughs) There was one called Sculpture. And there was one called Anthropology Digest, which is obviously what Ross was reading. Yeah. I thought that that was strange and interesting and funny. But then... A scene in Central Perk, literally everyone in the, sh- the coffee shop is reading books or newspapers or magazines. Like, it had to have been a joke. I wonder if there was some sort of, like, NBC reading awareness week. Like, if we watched the Mad About You from this week, would it also be, it was, like, a It was odd. Thing? I was hoping that you would notice that, because it, it, like, took me out of it. I was sh- um, shook by it. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. And also the idea of like, at a certain point, if you're getting together with your friends to just sit around and read, maybe you don't need to spend every second with these people. <laughs> I kind of like it. Cause I've been there like at a friend's house and like I'm reading a magazine and they're doing something like, it's just kind of like a level of like intimacy where you don't have to always be on, you know, I don't think I have that with anyone. You're just, well, that's not a surprise, <laughs> but it's like I a mean, level of, obviously. Yeah. But I but, like when we're both like reading our own things on the couch or yeah, like that's that, but that's different. We, we live, this is our home. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's like a level of like comfort that you have with other people. You want to be in their presence, but like in it, and if someone was to interrupt, it would be fine. Like it's, we're hanging out, but I'm also going to be doing this other thing. Uh, I like it. I wish I had, uh, I wish I had friends like that, but I don't. Um, uh, there's a, there's a funny bit here where um, I, I don't know. I hope I'm not stepping on any funniest moments where Phoebe stands up twice. Did you was that in your funniest moments? It wasn't, but that uh, was funny. Yeah, she she, she stands up because she's going out to drinks with 
coworkers, yeah. meaning Chandler's, the people Chandler's Chandler answers to. Yeah. And she's like, oh, head rush. Okay, one more, then I gotta go. And does it again. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, the, uh, uh, speaking of like having no chill, sometimes I'm just like, and this, ha- this happens on both shows, I'm so not on the same page with the characters' reactions. Like, the idea that Chandler, you know, he tried to quit and then got convinced to come back because he got promoted. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is surprised to learn that his former coworkers now, the people who, who answered him, like, are maybe a little bit resentful about that is like, what world are you living in, man? Yeah. And I, and I guess maybe I'd buy it if he were more like a, George Costanza type or Ross, someone who's like been established as an insecure type. I don't know that that's, is that the character that Chandler is? Do you think of him as insecure? I think yes. Yeah. He's obviously insecure. And about I things think like penis size and gay panic. His like sardonic wit is like a cover of his like insecurity. Okay. okay. Um, and yeah, I think that that, yeah, that's pretty clear to me. Um, but I did like all of the impressions of him. I, th- this is one of my favorite things about TV shows in general. Whenever characters do impressions of, of other characters character. in the show, yeah. like I mean, you pointed pointed out on Superstore. Anytime anyone else did Glenn, it was <laughs> delightful. So it was so funny. So Everyone funny. else trying to do Glenn. Yeah, um, Ga- uh, Garrett doing Greg, <laughs> or yeah, doing Glenn was the the funniest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or, or when when Glenn and um, uh, Dina do impressions like of each other when they're like mad at each other and they're like doing impressions of <laughs> yeah. each other. Uh, yeah, I love the idea of and a show has to be on for this is you know twenty two weeks of this yeah. this show like it has to be on for a while before that. You have to know the character well yeah. enough. Yes, and the fact that we don't like, I like that we don't like. We don't see Chandler do the Chandler like inflection. For he does it later. But we hear, like, Phoebe does it first. Yeah. Like, could this report be any later? Yeah. Or whatever. And, like, it's happened enough, and we've been watching long enough that we immediately, like, are like, yep, that's what he talks like. We don't we don't have to... I like that trust in the audience of, like, not giving the example of Chandler talking, right. and then we hear the impression. We've noticed. The other way around. Yeah, yeah. So we, we get first... Phoebe, then Ross, and then Joey are all doing, like, their little Chandler impressions. I I loved it. Um, But, yeah, he's also, like, Chandler's also very cruel in, like, um, with his coworkers or with his underlings, he's, like, now wielding his power and going to give them, like, more work to do on the weekends because they don't like him. Yeah. Someone's going to be working on on the weekend. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's not cool. But I feel like that's, I feel like that is keeping with the character that this episode has established. So yeah. I'm, I'm not that bothered by it. Yeah. Um, I was weirded out that Phoebe was drinking a juice box. I don't know why that seems so like. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I also thought it, because that's Chandler's office. So he let her sit in his chair. Yeah. And I imagine it just being like, oh, in my mind, they had like a little conversation like, can I sit in your seat for the lunch? Hour, yeah, like yeah, I like it was that. just a fun little. Um, what I really liked was a there was a joke in this episode that had the sort of more sophisticated, more writerly structure that I associate more with How I Met Your Mother, 
when it's uh, during the juice box scene <laughs> chandler's talking about how like they liked me i had fun like so and so and i like duetted on ebony and ivory mm-hmm. like that's funny enough and then later when we see the co-workers in the office and they're like oh good time last night mr bing i loved your stevie wonder so like chandler bring up and then like two scenes later finding out oh he did the stevie wonder part yeah that's very funny and that's a very how i met your mother type of joke yeah um uh so definitely points points for that um the episode ends really strong that joke the uh even though i'm annoyed with like ross and the whole like i want to be in rachel's sex dreams or whatever yeah. but the amount of physical comedy in that yes. s- scene was great first yes. like when he realizes that she's like moaning his name in her sleep and he like does he a little noti- dance on the yeah. coffee table then falls onto her yeah then he finds out his baby's being born <laughs> he jumps back on the coffee table then tries to jump over the couch yeah. and trips and, and and falls out of frame that yeah. whole thing was like this is what David Schwimmer excels he's, at, as we've He's about so before. good at physical the comedy. Physical yeah. yeah. Um, and then, as if that weren't enough, the tag at the end of the episode was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, I, like, I don't know if there are any things in this episode that are in, or in this tag that are in your funniest moments, because they, they all could be. Yes. Um, Everything that happens. <laughs> it, it was the... Um, Chandler's sweatshirt. Yeah. Look what I got going on here. And he's like pulling the... He's pulling the strings but, of the hood. But then... Topping that, I thought that was hilarious. And then topping that is like, come on, Joey, get out of the kitchen. And Joey comes out holding a comically huge yeah, sandwich. It's a gigantic sandwich. <laughs> sandwich. Like the biggest sandwich you could imagine. Like the like a Flintstones like yeah. type of Yeah. Uh, like the end of a party sub. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's um uh, that tag was amazing. Did you have any other uh, stray observations? Uh, I gotta stop saying stray observations. That's an AV club thing. Any other observations um, uh, before we move on to funniest moments? Yeah. Um, so we see Monica's bedroom and it just screams country kitchen. Like it's so hideous. Did you notice it? Uh, I know that you've mentioned it. Yeah. It was like, country kitchen in a bedroom. <laughs> It was she's hideous. supposed to have taste. She's supposed to have taste. Yeah. And she's 26. Like, there's no reason for that. There's no reason we would believe that she has that hideous of, like, a bed frame and, yeah. ta- like, end tables and just, like, a big, um, like, the painting was, like, sunflowers. And then there was, like, some other, like, country kitchen yeah. accents. Uh, I'm trying to think. When I first, when we first met, I was 26. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, that's funny. I was like, yeah, I was sort of getting my shit together um, at that point. Also, you, I mean, so yeah, Rachel does have a sex dream about Ross. And then we see like the first moment that Rachel sees Ross in a romantic light. Like we see that chemistry and that's going to be important, you know, like that's, this is the start of something because he's been, you know, pining after her for so long that like after the sex dream, she looks at him, she sees him differently for the first time. So, um, they shared a moment and then of course he gets the, the beep from Carol. Um, all right, well, let's move on to funniest moments. Uh, I already talked about some of the tag, so uh, I'll talk about the other one that I liked, which is not normally the kind of thing I like, like dumb, horny Joey, but 
when Phoebe oh, is like looking yeah. for a job, she's like, yeah. can you, can you picture me operating a drill press? And Joey's like, I don't know. What are you wearing? Yeah. I thought that was, that was funny. I think I like, I, I, I don't know why not to, okay. Phoebe is not to me as Marshall is to you exactly, but I do like the, the occasional like reminder that Lisa Kudrow is very attractive. That she's like, like, like a like, sexual being because yeah. like, yeah, she's like the kooky one. Yeah. But she is like a hot lady. Yeah, yeah. And I, because I also thought that her like serious voice was kind of sexy too yeah. <laughs> when she answers the, the, the phone. So I, I, I liked that moment. Um, yeah. I mean, I, that, that first scene, there's a lot of like sexual chemistry like running through the whole group when Rachel's talking about sex, yeah. you know, uh, like the sex dream. And then, yeah, like picturing Phoebe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are your funniest moments? Oh, um, well, we talked about the physical comedy of Ross um, leaping over the yeah. the couch to get the phone. And then he just says, like, muffled, I'm hurt. <laughs> 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 and I I thought that was the funniest. Yeah. Um, also Chandler on top of the table, like, hello, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's end- and again, Central Perk is their living room. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. They grab yeah. the phone whenever they want. They lay on the table. Yeah, can you imagine getting on a coffee table at Starbucks? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Um, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. And I'm going to point out... Uh, in the opening that opening sequence Chandler's like bowling style shirt is oh, yeah. so 90s like it's it, very like Tony Soprano yeah but it's also very swingers yeah 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 at the same time and then later he also has like a uh, a polo that seemed very like golf shirt swingers mm-hmm. type of type of thing mm-hmm. um, so uh, that was clearly obviously that was in the air we, you and I were alive then yes. bowling shirts and oh yes and stuff were yes a weird Thing that men did. Yeah. Uh, what about your fashion moments? Um, <laughs> uh, Phoebe had a, sequ- a sequined vest. Okay. It was silly. Okay. In what scene? In the office or? Um, no. I don't remember what scene. Okay. I don't remember what scene, but she had a sequined vest and it was very silly. Um, I also thought Monica's like short sleeve sweatshirt on her date with young Ethan was very becoming. Okay. Uh, I liked in, in the, when she's getting, I didn't put write this down, but when, when Monica's getting ready to host uh, and seduce young Ethan, mm-hmm. um, R- Rachel had like a sort of like, uh, it was like purple and it was like purple and pink. It was like a purple sweater with very thin, like pink stripes. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. It, yes. Like, it was the kind of thing that, like, on the one hand, that it feels very 90s, but also I feel like you could wear that today. Yeah. Yeah, it looked good. Because the 90s are back. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but yeah, I didn't really notice anything, like, that standout-y. Okay. Uh, what about, did you notice any running jokes or motifs? Anything I should be keeping an eye on? Um, well, not, not necessarily, but, um, yeah, there was a lot of sexual tension in this episode. Um, Chandler's mystery job. We still haven't learned anything about what he actually does. Yeah. Um, there was a moment of gay panic because no episode of friends could pass, pass up the opportunity. So Rachel had like a follow up sex dream and, both Joey and Chandler were involved. They asked for more like explicit details. And she said, you know, at one point I wasn't even 
involved, yeah. you know, and then they like look at each other and then immediately get like back off grossed yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I don't know if this counts as a running joke, but like the show acknowledging Chandler's like, um, uh, I'm going to need those reports on my desk by 9am. Yeah. Like acknowledging yeah. that and like embracing it by the end of the episode. Uh, I don't know if that counts as a running joke or a motif, but I, sure. I, I liked it. It's whatever you want it to be. Should we move on to how I met your mother? Season one, episode 22. Come on. The season um, one finale. Yes. And we start off at McLaren's and yes. you like to, uh, we got a double this week. We got a double. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're at McLaren's and, everyone's annoyed because Ted decides that he's still, you know, so in love with Robin and he's going to try one last big romantic gesture. And everyone's kind of annoyed, like, again with this, like I'm sick of it. Come on. Um, the name of the uh, the episode. Yeah, that's right. Um, so he decides he's going to do this big romantic gesture. And the gesture that he comes up with is to, (laughs) break into her apartment and hire a, um, a a string quartet, like a blue instrument quartet in reference to the blue horn that, that, that initially got her, um, interested in him, the first gesture. Right. Um, and then to fill it with roses and chocolates. Um, yeah, it's very, he's, I don't know. Um, Am I too old to say that someone is so cringe? Yeah. Oh, I am. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, because Ted is so I cringe. Mean, yes, but yes, <laughs> yes, it is cringy. He's so cringe. Um, yeah, we, I think anytime like people are like, oh, you know, red roses and chocolates and a quartet, like it's just so. And also, so, like it's yeah, corny, and also so not Robin. So not Robin. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's like, do you? You say you love this woman. Do you know her? Yeah. Like, Do you know her at your all? friend. Is this about her or is it about you? Yeah. Uh, obviously it's about him. Yeah. Like if someone got me red roses, I'd be like, what are you doing? I want like a potted plant so I can keep it, you know, like <laughs> give me it like a succulent or like a monstera or like a, you know, a potted. What's a monstera? Oh, I'll show you pictures. Okay. Like, um, or a pothos. Oh, you got to show me pictures of all these so I know what to, what to get you when or I have a. Pilea. Uh, um, uh, wait, Pylea? Isn't that the um, tie-in to this episode? Isn't yeah. that uh, from Angel, where it's, where they find Fred? Yes, it's also a plant. I didn't know that. I just assumed it was a fictional uh, alternate <laughs> world on Angel, and that was it. I think I'm getting the pronunciation right. But anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah. And also, what, did, what do you think Ted did with all the dogs? <laughs> Or did he just put them in the bedroom, I guess? He just, like, shoot them into the bedroom? Yeah. And do you think Lily should have given him the key? Like, isn't that kind of like you're breaking some sort of code? Like, Robin gave Lily a spare key. You don't then give it to a dude to make a gross romantic gesture. I kind of agree, but I also, like, have to remind myself that, like, Lily is still Ted's friend first and has been for... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, the dog gets nervous, I think, while we're podcasting and just starts, like, chewing on herself. Yeah, it's, it's not okay. Um, 
uh, what I was saying is Lily is Ted's friend before she's Robin's friend and has been for a long time. Robin's still new. And so I think, and, and Lily has been like team. These two should get together for a long time ever since, um, Robin like came clean to her about, uh, still having feelings for Ted and everything. She's I get like, that, so I, so I guess, yeah, to answer your question, she probably shouldn't have, yeah. but I 100% understand why and believe that she did. Yeah. So in the big romantic gesture, um, <laughs> so Robin, so they're all set to go. The, um, the string quartet is playing their, their violins and cellos and, um, Robin like gets to the door to the apartment and realizes like, I don't have my key. So she calls Lily to, you know, I'm going to need to get my spare key from you. And Lily's like, um, why don't you just knock on the door? (laughs) She's like, uh, okay, weird, but I'll try. And of course that works. And Robin, much to my surprise is like pretty blown away by this gesture. She seems to like it, but she needs a minute. And she's like, I need to kind of figure this out because while I'm like, into you and you're a sweet guy and I have feelings for you. We're still back at this very true issue that they want different things Mm -hmm. and they're very different people. And, um, she brings all that up and Ted is like, it's okay. Like sometimes you just have to like be romantic and not plan things. And, um, and he wants an answer. He's like demanding an answer and it's not cool. Not cool. And she said, okay, if you're going to demand this, then the answer is no Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, also in this storyline is, um, Robin's co-anchor. What's his name? Sandy, Sandy rivers, Sandy rivers. (laughs) Um, it's like a, it was a, there was a storm coming in and so they had to cancel this like work camping trip and he's always been like trying to sleep with her this whole time and she she had like a a firm um um no co-workers yeah fucking co-workers yeah (laughs) yeah um so he said he's actually he actually got a job for cnn so he's gonna be he quit and um so they're not gonna be co-workers anymore not only that but he like turns out to be kind of sweet because he recommends her to be the lead anchor. Yeah. Um, so then Robin's like, maybe I will have dinner with him or, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe I will have sex with them on this camping trip. Um, the camping trip, uh, is back on because it's sunny skies. And did you notice? So Robert Michael Morris played the weatherman. Yeah. In the episode where Sandy goes to the awards dinner with the, with the group, the presenter was Vampire Lou, the like local personality oh. played by Robert Michael Morris, and they also called the weatherman Lou. So it's oh. the same. So he both is the weatherman and hosts the like like late night horror movie on the That's network. Very I, fun. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, so then we're back to you know Ted being upset about Robin, and then again is like I'm not done. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do another gesture. And so he decides... And everyone is rightly annoyed with him. Everyone is so annoyed with him. Um, he is worried about Robin on this camping trip with Sandy. Um, but 
here's the thing. Like, even if it is canceled, like, why wouldn't she still sleep with Sandy? You know, like it's not, yeah. this is not the only option. Like it's they can happen still outdoors or not at all. Yeah. Like they can still have dinner. They're still going to sleep together. Yeah, you know, indoor restaurants. It has nothing to do with the rain, but he decides to, to like do a rain dance, yeah. which is inappropriate. It is appropriation. Exactly. Which the appropriation, which the episode does call him out on multiple times. Yes. Because, um, Barney's ex Penelope is actually Winifred, um, Amy Acker, Acker, right? Who played Winifred Burkle on, on, on angel. So you've got, um, Alison Hannigan and Alexis Denisov and Amy Acker, all Joss Whedon alums. And within a couple of years um, from this, Neil Patrick Harris would do Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. So there's a lot of Whedon connections here. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I guess she... Oh, and then Colby Smulders uh, is in Avengers, uh, which which he directed the first two Avengers movies. So there's a lot of Whedon. Great. (laughs) Great. Great. So I guess... Penelope like majored in Native American customs and traditions. And this is someone that did you say this? Sorry, I was was I going? Was I interrupting your Joss, Probably. my Joss Whedon thing? That Probably. this is someone that Barney had slept date, with yeah. in the past. Yeah. yeah, he yeah he slept with in the past, and then maybe slept with her mom as well. I loved. Their, I really loved their dynamic. Yeah. Like, I liked the idea of. Um, uh, yeah, there's funny jokes about how, like, you hit on my mom. We weren't exclusive. Yeah. And then later he says, like, something about how you're you're more like your mom every day. I can't remember what the joke was at some yeah. point. But I like the idea of, because so far so many of the women that we've seen, you know, so many of Barney's, like, conquests, conquest, yeah. put it in his terms, are, like, dumb. Right. And, like, I like... Penelope being like, She's, yes, you were a piece of shit who took advantage of me, but I was a participant in this too. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, she has like agency and yeah. she's like, we both knew what we were doing. Like this was, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we get it back at the end when they totally they're doing tequila shots. And yeah. They make out they're going to bone. Yeah, yeah. They're going to bone again. <laughs> um, but yeah, she even like comments like this is an ancient practice and, um, it shouldn't be used for white dudes. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, Greg did not get food. He did not bring pizza home unless he ate it in the car. <laughs> okay. If we see a pizza box in that trash can. Um, I was yeah. going to say to you what you said to me when I was going out about Joss Whedon. Great. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, Penelope comments like this is an ancient like practice, not for white dudes to co-opt for their... Um, to get laid. To get laid. Yeah. Um, but he does this rain dance on the roof. Um he partially convinces her by assuring her that the guy that Robin might sleep with is like Barney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's like, I hate Barney, so he yeah. must be a monster. Um, and it turns out Penelope's never even done a rain. Like she doesn't know any, she's watched a reel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A film strip. Yeah. A yeah. Film strip. Um, but yeah, it works and it starts thundering and storming and, of course, Ted thinks this is like the universe and, you know, fate. Um, but really it's just like, it's just, it, uh, I always think when I see this episode, I always think of that episode of the West wing where Josh Molina's character does essentially the same thing where he's like, 
his his candidates like ahead in the polls and he wants it to rain to like yeah. suppress turnout and yeah, he's like yeah, outside yeah. the campaign offices and yeah. it's like rain and then it starts raining and Danica McKellar's like I didn't know you could do that he's like neither did I yeah anyway it's a very similar situation yeah um so okay I'll talk about um what's going on with Marshall and Lily yeah um very very sad but they have this little um, trick in their relationship where like if things are getting tense and they're kind of like uh, having a fight they can kind of just pause it and go back to their normal go out for drinks with friends go out for drinks with friends go to Red Lobster do you think oh go ahead was that like a paid advertisement I feel like it might have been because it, it looks like, like a red lobster. It, they showed the actual showed like, the, logo, like yeah. Times Square red lobster. But then we also saw Olive Garden, so it was it, it's the same company, maybe. Uh, oh, they probably are um, owned by the same company. Yeah. I probably I used to know the name of that because didn't didn't my mom once give us a gift certificate that was like oh you could use it at any because it's all the same restaurant. Yeah, group, and it was like a certain, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I wondered if it was product placement. Um, because they weren't just like, you saw a real Red Lobster sign. They're like real Red Lobster menus. They're talking about like actual like menu items. Yeah. They weirdly didn't mention the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Yeah. Which is so weird. You're going to yeah. go, you're going to be effusive about Red Lobster you need and a, not mention the yeah. Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Um, and it also, <laughs> I was, I, I almost mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, the, the McLaren's opening, the, um, Fried appetizer sampler. Oh my god! Yes, so disgusting. So disgusting. And I, I wrote that if, down too. I wonder if it was like, look, Red Lobster's paying for this episode. We can't have any other food look good. We need it to was, have like a disgusting, like, it was like cold, a soggy fries, mixed like fried app platter, and it was like, oh, it looked repulsive. Yeah, it was, was like, like calamari, gray, maybe. yeah, onion and rings and chicken fingers or something. And they had gross, like, um, like paper cup of ranch in the, in the middle it looked yeah, disgusting it, it looked uh, no disgusting. wonder no one had touched it it was a full plate yeah um oh so the reason for their their fight was um they were hanging around in the apartment and there's a there's a message on the um on their answering machine from the san francisco art yeah. um fellowship and they said you've been accepted and of course, Lily kept this from Marshall. Didn't tell him about it, and he finds out. He's obviously very hurt, and they're you know talking like, "Do you even want to get married?" And um, you know, they're both like really upset and sad about it. Um, but they're able to like pause and have sex, and like pause and go have drinks. Um, but we find out at the end. At the should I save that to the? We're, oh, we can find out. I mean, the very last scene after. Um, Ted's like triumphant final romantic gesture. It's it's pouring rain and he's you know at the bottom of Robin's apartment and she's opens her her window and he's like come downstairs. Pour, yeah. You know, it's pouring rain. Um her dalmatian is adorable by the way. It is. Did you also notice in the wide shot? I think this this is a mistake. There was no way to edit around it. I don't think Colby Smulders at the beginning of the shot realizes that she's on camera because when Ted calls up to her, she's weirdly just like standing there and then he calls her name and then she goes over to the window. Like, I think she thought she was out of frame and the director or someone should have said like, Hey, you're in frame, but she's literally just like standing there like 
kind of by the window, and then Ted's like, Robin, and she, like, goes and opens it up. It was very weird. Maybe she was, like, surprised that it was pouring rain? I don't know. Uh, Maybe that's what it was supposed to be, but it it seemed like a mistake. Yeah, it it probably was. Um, So she, like, agrees to come downstairs, and he goes up to her door, and then they have this kiss, and it's very romantic. Um, Ted has everything that he wants and is just, like, so excited and walks home, and he sees Marshall, like, sitting on the stoop, like... She gave Lily gave the ring back to ugh, like I'm I'm getting chills and like I want to cry just thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, I, I was sniffling a little bit when the episode yeah. uh, ended. Yeah, um, uh, I, I I feel like I for every time I praise the show for like last week having a Roxy Music song for its mm, uh, big mm-hmm. moment, the song at the end here was like it's so bad. Block party. Okay, so I didn't recognize it at first. Yeah. At first, it just sounded like. Oh, this is like they got their music department to make some sort of like sound like cheesy oh. to mid two thousands indie rock. I was like, this is bad. And then like the vocals started, and I was like, oh wait, do I know this? And yeah. I looked it up, and I was, yeah, it's a block party. And I was like, of course, because I never liked block party. Yeah. Um, uh, but I feel like a curmudgeon pointing out uh, <laughs> all the music I don't like <laughs> on both shows. Um, but uh, uh, he did not, um, a, not a block party guy. Um, speaking of like music drops, like in the, in the very first scene, like when he's talking about a grand romantic gesture, he's like, I think I'm going to make her a mix CD. (laughs) (laughs) And that's very like funny and of the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what was your, Oh, okay. Should I start with my funniest? Yeah. You start with your funniest one. Okay. So they're like in the middle of the episode, um, Robin takes her dog to the vet. Yeah, this was one of mine too. She's telling the vet like what um, what Ted did, and she's like, "Who does that? Like, no one does that." And the vet's like, "Yeah, like no one does this. Like, he's he sounds like a gem to me, but I I guess I'm just a hopeless romantic. Now I'm going to put my hand in your dog's butt. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Or no, I'm going to put my hand in your dog now. Uh, I think she said, I wrote down up your dog, which is especially funny. Yeah. I'm going to put my hand up your dog now is what I wrote. Yeah. Um, and is she an actress that I should know? You she know what? looked like she was someone that I should know. Um, I guess she's on Grace and Frankie, but we don't, we don't watch that. I either. watched one episode of that. Okay. And I, um, and she's been in a lot of stuff, but I don't know if I can, uh, okay. she was good. She was really one. funny. Um, thing that she would be best known for. All right, so I, um, my pick, since that one's off the table, I have two other ones. Um, I like Alexis Denisoff doing funny line readings, and when he is talking about, like, going out to dinner, quote-unquote, at on the camping trip, he says, I, ro- <laughs> I roast a mean weenie. Yeah, so, you, you did laugh out loud. Yeah, it's funny. Um... And then can I throw one more out there? Do you have another one? No, I don't have any other. Um, This isn't a specific joke, but I liked, with the string quartet, I liked the runner about the pizza. They wanted pizza. That that Ted had, like, promised them pizza. And there was confusion over, like, they thought that meant there'd be pizza there. Right. And he meant, no, I'll get you pizza when we're done with this. Yeah. And so they, like, they were just, like, concerned about the pizza. In my mind, it would be obvious to have it after, because, like, you don't want, like, grease all over your hands when you're playing a stringed instrument. I guess you know what I've never played a stringed instrument, so I, mean, I think I tried the violin when I was a kid. But 
Maybe they like having greasy hands when they play stringed instruments. Right. Maybe it helps like with the running your fingers up and down the, yeah. <laughs> the strings. Yeah. Uh, those are my funniest moments. Yeah. Um, what about how I met your mother, but make it fashion. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I did not like Robin's cropped blazer. Okay. Over a long sleeve shirt. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand it was it was like a cropped blazer with three quarter length sleeve, but then she had a long sleeve under it. This is in which scene? This is in like the main scene in her apartment. At the be- or when Ted is like, yeah. you have to give me an answer. Yeah, yeah. It also like it had like uh, just like hella buttons. Lots of buttons. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't like it at all. Um, I I liked Lily's jean jacket and of course her statement necklace. And, well, I wrote down another camisole for Lily that <laughs> we should like, camisole honestly, like, yeah. uh, we should start a, um, it wouldn't be as good as there was a Twitter account that was called, uh, AJ Soprano's new metal tees. <laughs> 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 we should do a Lily's camisoles Twitter account yeah. or Instagram. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I liked the, the, the camisoles. I also liked, uh, in the scene where Robin is wearing the, uh, monstrous uh, jacket uh ted had a sort of I, I couldn't tell what the pattern was but a very sort of tastefully patterned tie Try? it's yeah. the second week in a row there's been like a pattern that's caught my eye because last thought... week barney had a a patterned tie in the open when he did the paramedic uh, <laughs> pickup line oh god um so yeah i, I kind of liked his 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 tie i fully buy like ted as a and i say this as a blazer and jeans guy myself mm-hmm. ted very much seems like a blazer and jeans type mm-hmm. and and so i i thought that the outfit in general just was like yes this is what a guy like ted thinks you should wear to make a romantic gesture totally yeah <laughs> i think the tie had like palm trees maybe is that what it was i, I think so yeah it, I, I buy it i couldn't i couldn't quite tell uh should we move on to running jokes and or motifs um yeah i didn't really well i um have any uh well that's because this is this one's my show you know so my favorite thing uh uh, i don't know if the listeners like it you hate it when i say oh keep an eye on that that'll come up again that'll happen (laughs) so uh in the beginning of this episode there's um both uh barney and barney slaps ted Mm -hmm. and lily slaps barney Mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna say the characters and how many mother slapping each other. We're just getting started. Slap happy. It's, yeah, it's a slap happy show. <laughs> uh, how about some grander similarities and differences then? Um, the 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 first one I pointed out that uh, both in in these two episodes, both Monica and Ted are like overly planning for a big moment. You know, mm. Monica's planning to. Mm-hmm to take young Ethan's virginity yeah. and, and, and Ted's planning. Um, and yeah, so th- these are both characters who feel that you can plan your way into a major life moment. Like, right. Like that. So and that's they, something they have in common. They both have kind of like touchstone romantic moments, like Ted and Robin finally on the same page making out and, you know, Ross and Rachel seeing each other eye to eye for the first time. And these are, you know, we know that this um, Ross and Rachel romance is kind of like a touchstone of the show, you know, so this is the first of that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. And and I guess um, 
Ted and Robin is... So, yeah, uh, um, re- requited romances. Yeah. Requited? Um, requited? Yeah, requited. Requited, I think. Uh, but so, t- so in that way, Ted is like Monica. In another way, Ted is like Ross. And I think Ted is like Ross a lot of the time. In a lot I mean, of Ted ways, Ted is the yeah. Ross of How I Met Your Mother. And here, the idea of, like, basically, this has to work. She has to be in love with me because I want her I love her like that that idea of on Ted's part is very Ross and yeah I need to be in a sex dream with her because I want to have sex with her yeah (laughs) she needs to have a sex dream Um, so yeah entitled man child um, you mentioned previously well should we move on to playing favorites yes okay count us down three two one friends your mother (gasps) really yeah Really? I would have thought, I, I thought that How I Met Your Mother would have had this one in the bag. Partially, it has the advantage of being a season finale and being just a big, it was a big, big episode. But I thought that Friends was a big episode, too. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly has the, the Ross and Rachel moment if you're, in, and if you're invested. And he's going to have a baby. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess a lot of Ross-related big stuff, which is not really my favorite. Um but I think this had the, um, how many rather have the sort of like classic season finale thing that actually like, uh, of like one happy thing happening and one sad thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually, did you ever watch queer as folk? Uh, yeah. In the first episode, they like, um, they mention like, cause someone like has a baby and then someone else is like, up on the rooftop yeah. and like the one guy says the other like uh what are you going to commit suicide a birth and a death in the same episode like on er yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. uh so the how many mother had that very classic like season finale of like ted and robin get together martin martin and lily yeah. are breaking up yeah and maybe that's why it wasn't my because i was so saddened by it <laughs> but that means it works yeah um but i like that uh <laughs> i like your relationship to tv like it made me like sad. Made I me don't sad. like it. <laughs> it's very childish. Um, but yeah, right. I think. Well, I, I, I expect, I fully expected us both to say how I met your mother right there. So you, you threw me for a loop. Yeah. Well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. Mm-hmm. And that's the segment called how were we doing? Mm-hmm. In which we look at what was going on in the world in the days that these episodes aired. So friends season one, episode 22, the one with the ick factor aired on Thursday, May 4th, 1995 obviously may the 4th be with us with you Uh, i don't know if that was when did that when do you first remember people people saying may the 4th um i feel like in 1995 i wasn't hearing it my friend steve mahalovitz's birthday when i found out that his birthday was on may 4th and he said that so when that was college yeah that was like 2001 i think I, i wasn't aware of it until later um because he said it, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I thought it was hilarious. Like something he came up with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I remember I, no. I uh, passed okay. my um, social work licensing tests on May the 4th, and I joked that the force was with me. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Um, let's see. So you know who was, oh, oh, the actor Shameek Moore, who voiced Miles Morales, a.k.a. Spider-Man, in Spider-Man Into the Mm Spider-Verse, was born the day this episode aired, May 4th, 1985. Um, 
so that's an interesting thing and then we'll uh, as always we'll check on the top five songs in the US uh, it debuted on the uh, on the top five last week it's number one this week this is how we do it <laughs> Uh, um, and then it's mostly just the same songs. Uh, Adina Howard's Freak Like Me, TLC's Red Light Special, Dion Ferris, I Know. Do you know that song? No. Okay. And Real McCoy, Run Away. Those are the songs. And then season one, episode 22 of How I Met Your Mother, Come On, aired on Monday, May 15th, 2006. Um, not a whole lot happening that, that day. Um, Let's see. Uh, President George W. Bush gave a speech about immigration reform uh, on that day. And the top five songs are a lot of the same. So Rihanna, S.O.S. Rihanna, S.O.S. Mm -hmm. Um, Not Rihanna. Not Not Rihanna. Rihanna, S.O.S. Daniel Powder's Bad Day uh, continues to have a good day every day. Um, And I always get it in my head after this, after we record. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sean Paul's Temperature, Chameleon Air's Ryden, which we learned last week is Ryden Dirty, and we were just dumb and didn't know. And then uh, making his debut, a song I have no idea what this is, uh, Where'd You Go by Fort Minor. Hmm. No? No. No. It's not... Because you and I are of an older generation, we know a song called Where'd You Go? It's yeah. by the Mighty Mighty Bosses. Yeah. Uh, Check the clock when I got home. Realized I wasn't alone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many um, How many times have you seen the Mighty Mighty Bosses in concert? Um, actually, many times. Really? Because I went to Warp Tour uh, okay. every year for, um, I guess, several years. Yeah, I saw them twice, both times at Mississippi Nights, a. Uh, uh, nightclub or you know venue in uh, downtown St. Louis where I where I grew up, uh, and uh, I liked them. And then that whole the impression that I get thing happened, and I was like, you know, because I'm like a high school freshman, I'm like, they're selling out. So they're video on MTV, yeah, total sellouts, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think we uh, we did it, and unless uh, it looks like you have something. To share, maybe? No, I was looking up Fort Minor. <laughs> Fort Minor, where'd you go? Uh, so we did it with that. Uh, let's move oh, on to our final section. Mike Shinoda. Oh, from... Is in there. From Lincoln Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lincoln Park, uh, well, this would have been 2006, so, yeah, uh, a side side project of some sort. It's American Hip Hop Side Project of Mike Shinoda. Oh, Okay. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted, in which we make predictions okay. about um, what the next episode will, will hold uh, based on the title and what we previously right. know. But I, I have the advantage here because there's only one next episode. Exactly. But first, let's see if either of us um, uh, got, uh, got our predictions right on... On this week's episodes, I don't think either of us did. I said that the ick factor would be that someone thinks Joey and Chandler are a couple mm-hmm. and they get grossed out like the prepubescent twerps that they are. But that did kind of It did? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll get a pity point because I'm still out of the running that ma- mathematically. And you said that the title Come On would refer to the fact that Robin has had it up to here with Theodore <laughs> Mosby. Yeah. I don't think that's what happened. No. She's, she's into it. Yeah. She's into it. Yeah. Uh, that's from Seinfeld. 
Um, so let's make our, uh, here's what you have to vamp while oh, wait, I, she's into it. That was like, he was trying to break up with someone and like had like a weird, um, sexual George suggested, why don't you suggest a three way with her and her roommate yeah. as a way? Yeah. And he was like, this is a sure way out. Yeah. And she was into it. She's into it. And yeah. like Jerry comes home and says to George, she's well, into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah. I'm, I'm which would like, uh, who's, uh, I don't know how to vamp. Who's the, I think the friends are bigger prudes than the Seinfeld cast, but not by much. Right. Both shows are pretty sexless. They're pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, but I guess on Seinfeld you have like the move and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. This episode was like pretty sexy. Uh, for the friends they're like yeah, talking right. about this having sex was. with each other imagining yeah. each other naked talking about their penises like yeah. fully making out like it, there was a lot of sex in this episode um uh yeah good for them yeah i think all the friends should just have sex with each other well, i feel they, like i'm the I mean, 10 millionth person to say that but well i mean you're not totally wrong um yeah but we'll never get any like slash fic pairings we're never going to get chandler and joey making out right i'm guessing well it's not gonna happen well never say never <laughs> um all right so i guess i'll just be the one to make a prediction oh and this is another layup for me um friends season one episode 23 the one with the birth i'm gonna say ross's kid is born <laughs> should i should i put some other like uh spin on it um i don't think that's necessary but i'm saying but yeah because like, yeah. it'll be fun when we Spin do the episode it. right yeah. if i have something yeah. funny yeah. so i'm gonna say ross's kid is born um and there's some i'm gonna say ross clashes with susan over the name not with carol but with susan okay ross's kid is born clashes ross with old Sus. Ross and oh my my phone doesn't like oh oh Sus oh no 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 doesn't like oh my god are you kidding me <laughs> oh Sus <laughs> <laughs> don't exactly see eye to eye on the whole name biz. <laughs> Great, okay. great podcasting. <laughs> I like the little like treats we leave for ourselves. Yeah. I'm going to completely forget this yeah. within and, the next week, and we'll and, chuckle at it. Yeah, um, but yeah, who knows what we're we're going to be watching? So, listeners, this is the week to let us know. Uh, yeah, you better let us know quick because yeah. we record these a few day, a couple of days before they come out. So, um, yeah. yeah, let us know what you want us to to watch instead of How I Met Your Mother uh, yeah. next week. Yeah. And, uh, but how are we going to do like similarities and comparisons <laughs> with mystery diners? I, honestly, like to get this is me being serious. I don't think we do. I okay. think we do. We just talk about friends. I think we do a whole episode of our show that's just friends. We yeah. do the similar. We do like all the regular things, and okay. then the mystery diners or whatever discussion just a bonus is a bonus at the end. That's okay. how I think. Okay, think sounds should. good. Sounds okay. Good. Um, other than that, you can find. Uh, <laughs> Charles Stiles acts like Ross in this <laughs> in this restaurant concept. Amber was also wearing a camisole. <laughs> <laughs> Old Joe, much like Joey, yeah, 
Um, uh, These are actual characters of mystery yeah. diners. Yeah. Oh, what was the guy's name in the like Zippy Yum Yum Burgers or yeah. whatever? Uh, uh, but his like friend who's like, oh, Daffy Dave or yeah. Daffy Dan or whatever his name is. Oh my God. Uh, no one has any idea what we're talking about. I think about, it's Daffy Dan. It's, uh, oh, Dopey Dan. It was Dopey, Dopey Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dopey. Uh, like, that's Dopey Dan in the costume. Yeah. No Cooli- one has any idea what we're talking Coolio about. Julio. Who's And Monica had a similar way. <laughs> similar taste in interior <laughs> decor, I think. Um, God, no one knows what we're talking about. No. Watch Mystery Diners. It's the uh, greatest. Uh, ridiculous show ever made. Yeah. Um, but you can find us at battleshipretention.com. Email us at david at com or tyler at battle... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I went into like... Okay. Find episodes of this podcast at Battleship Pretension or on iTunes. You can leave comments at Battleship Pretension. Re- rate and review us on iTunes, please. That's actually very helpful. Um, you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com at gmail.com gotta say it like uh like chandler yeah um and you can find me on twitter at davy pretension um natalie will you please remind the listeners where you would like them to find you on the internet i would not like them to find me on the internet but you should rate and review this podcast so more people can find us yeah it does it really does help yeah um yeah, I can't cannot tell a lie. It really helps. Um I was trying to find if we had any new uh reviews, but I um suddenly can't find our podcast. Oh no. Um what the hell is going on? Here it is. Um I knew we were just talking into a void yeah. this whole time. No, just the, just still the two reviews, but uh, All right. two good reviews. But yeah, rate and review us on on iTunes. Yeah. Um, go on. uh, uh, That's it. Okay. Until next time, see you at the Red Lobster. Yeah.